0: on Sorry Dog Blues and Roots. Down this cold town road, yeah, talking with Warren Haynes. about his new mind. album, Ashes and Dust?
1: Goodbye to Buckeye, White Sycamore. I'm
0: leaving you behind.
2: Hello, Blues and Roots in Melbourne, Australia. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Look, thanks for giving us some time on the show to talk about uh, all things Warren Haynes and uh, particularly your latest album, Ashes and Dust. So, tell me, um, oh, well, thank you. yeah, I'm there. Tell me, um, what's the basis of, or the background of the album? Is there at the different uh, sort of sound from um, your other recent projects? And um, going back, as I read in some notes here, 20,
1: 30 years from early songwriting you were doing. Yes, well, I've been writing these kind of songs all my life. And and, uh, as you mentioned, the oldest song uh, on this record is probably close to 30 years old. A lot of them are brand new. uh, But they're all songs that I've written that I feel are different than All My Brothers songs, different from Government Mule songs that I've written. Uh, and they all kind of work together but uh, I wanted to interpret them and, and uh, record them in a way that reminded me of the way that I originally wrote the songs so when I started working with the guys in Railroad Earth with the acoustic instrumentation they really seemed to uh, come to life so to speak.
2: Yeah well it's a fantastic piece of work I was um, really surprised um, after hearing a lot of Govan Mule and Orban Brothers and uh, a lot of a heavy electric Gibson guitar uh, to find a lot of violins and uh, Americana sounds on this album.
1: Yeah, uh, which, you know, I've been kind of wanting to make this kind of record for a really long time, at least six or seven years now, and uh, the instrumentation really helps uh, kind of With these songs, it helps bring the songs to to life because uh, I didn't want them to have the same feeling and instrumentation that I would use in the Allman Brothers or in Government Mule. Um, And I was very influenced by mountain music and Celtic music and Appalachian music growing up, so it's kind of natural for me.
2: Right. So, um, in effect, that's where you started. uh, So it's like turning full circle, is it for you?
1: Yeah, because I grew up in the mountains of North Carolina, and my dad sang uh, bluegrass music and, and traditional country music and mountain music. And, and uh, I was exposed to that music uh, from the time I was a, a small child and befriended a lot of folk singers and singer-songwriters and bluegrass musicians at, a, at an early age and kind of studied all that stuff at the same time I was simultaneously studying blues and jazz and rock and roll.
0: So long since
1: you've tried to replace the wooden mask that hangs around you.
0: Yeah, Silly Dog here, talking with Warren Haynes about his album Ashes and Dust.
2: Right, um, well certainly, I mean, I uh, love your Gavin Mule and Norman Brothers' work, and I um, love this stuff too. So, um, Warren Haynes got a, a very broad, uh, eclectic mix of styles.
1: I've always loved all types of music, and I, I think growing up with two older brothers who had very eclectic taste, I was exposed to a lot of different music uh, growing up, and 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 saw no reason to create categories in my own mind. If, if I liked it, I liked it, and if not, uh, you know that was my own taste. But I never wanted to discriminate against any genre,
2: so to speak. Yeah, yeah, no, well, I appreciate that, and some great work. It reminds me um, a little bit of Robert Plant. I don't know if that's good or not, but um, Robert Plant certainly uh, has produced a lot of records recently that are totally different to Led Zeppelin, for instance. And uh, exploring... Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, exploring other kinds of things. The first thing, um, I thought, this sounds like that's a kind of development, which is great. Look, there's a a number of great songs on this album, Uh, One Spots of Time, um, which has a Grateful
1: Dead connection to it. So can you tell us a little bit about that one? Well, I wrote that song with uh, Phil Lesh from The Grateful Dead uh, a few years ago, and and then the Allman Brothers started performing it live, and I think it would have been on the final Allman Brothers record had we made that record, which we never did. So I decided to record it for this record, and I brought Oteil Burbage and, and Mark Quinonez from the Allman Brothers in to help me with the, the recording um it, it's it, it turned out uh really uh, we got a great take on it because we were able to take the experience that the almond brothers had on playing it on stage and combine it with the guys in the railroad earth band uh having heard it for the first time so there's the spontaneity and of course blending the acoustic and electric instruments together
2: yeah well it's certainly a fantastic uh thing there. The, uh, the Railroad Earth Band has um, um, been around since the early 2000s, I gather, and as an Americana band, but what's your connection with them? Was it someone you uh, played with? Or?
1: I first met them when they opened up for the Allman Brothers uh, at Red Rocks in Colorado, and I enjoyed their set, and Then we were booked on a festival together. I was doing a solo acoustic performance and I invited some of the guys to join me and it was a nice chemistry. And uh, I had another solo acoustic performance at a theater near where they live and they joined me again. And at that point I thought, this would be a nice combination to make my next record. Yeah, well, certainly
2: a lot of energy uh, in Americana style. I'm calling it urban folk, Americana. I'm not sure which way to go with the genres, but. There's certainly some
1: great, great sounds there. Um, It's only your third solo album, I gather. Yes, because uh, I tend to work more in the context of of the band, but whenever I feel like I've accumulated enough songs in a certain direction that don't seem like songs that would fit me or the Allman Brothers, I tend to think maybe it's time to make a solo record, and, and that's what's happening here. said man has always been the man that's always been
0: the way it should be and they don't need to understand as long as we make them believe that they're free and keep
1: everyone scared something's being taken away that's the only way yeah
2: was well, fantastic and, and obviously uh you love the electric guitar and you love the acoustic. Do you, you find you
1: have a preferred mistress of those two? Well, I probably play more electric than I do acoustic. And even on this record, it was nice sometimes to, for myself to play uh, electric sly guitar or a hollow body jazz guitar while juxtaposing that against the other acoustic instruments, which is, is a nice sound. But I would say most of these songs, if not all of them, were written on acoustic guitar. Uh, But I've I've spent more time on stage playing electric guitar But when I'm sitting around the house or writing songs I tend to gravitate toward the acoustic.
2: Yeah, as as, as a songwriter, um, some great lyrics on this album too. Um, Do you find your, your lyrics tend to drive the music or is it the music drives the lyrics?
1: Well, I think for this record, it's mostly lyrically driven. Uh, there's a lot of great playing and, and improvisation with the guys in Railroad Earth and myself, but I think it's more about the songs themselves, which are more lyrically driven, whereas in, in Government Mule, it may be the other way around.
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, in Government Mule, you might be uh, looking for a, a particular sound uh, and the sound lyrics to fit. Yes. But I do
1: tend to write most of my songs uh, with the lyrics coming first. I don't know why that is, but it's it's just kind of become a, a habit for me. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's a hard uh, hard thing to often change your your patterns when you when you, when the the uh, the the words create the, the sounds if you like, or the the sounds create the words.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people do it the reverse, but and I've been kind of forcing myself to do that in recent years just to shake it up a little bit. But I find it easier to add music to a lyric because I feel like the lyric has a certain mood and I can figure out what that is and and apply the music accordingly, whereas doing the reverse is not quite so easy for me.
2: Yeah, for sure. Tell me, Warren, what's the Celtic background? Is that something in your hereditary, in the family, or is it just a, a music style?
1: Well, all of the above, I guess, you know, a a lot of my ancestry is Scottish and Irish, uh, but the part of uh, North Carolina where I grew up is in the mountains and that sort of music is just very prevalent, Uh, Celtic music and bluegrass music, and what they tend to call mountain music there is is just everywhere, and so uh, I was exposed to it all my life, and I guess, since my dad loved that kind of music, in the beginning I probably didn't like it. But somewhere around age 13, I thought, you know what? This is great music.
0: Yeah, listening to uh, Warren Haynes talking with Sully Dog on Sully Dog Blues and Roots. Yeah, the new album, uh, Ashes and Dust. A few tracks in between.
2: It's great my son accused me of forcing him to like something recently, so there you go. You also run an annual uh, Christmas benefit there for the Habitat for Humanity, is that right? And that's North Carolina based? Yes,
1: that's uh, in my hometown of Asheville, North Carolina. We've been doing that for 26 years, which is hard to believe, but uh, Habitat is a wonderful organization, and we've built a lot of houses through the years.
2: So what's, uh, what what does the actual uh, what do you actually do with that benefit? Do you uh, bring in uh, musicians, and um, and the outcome is you uh, build houses for people.
1: Yeah, it, it's all musicians and artists and and bands that donate their time and come and play for free, and we've had uh, everyone from the Allman Brothers to uh, uh, guys from the Grateful Dead and Fish and widespread Panic and Dave Matthews and. You mentioned Robert Plant, uh, John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin came a few years back, and uh, we've had Steve Miller and Peter Frampton, and uh, just such amazing artists through the years, and even uh, as diverse as, say, Ralph Stanley uh, to Branford Marsalis. uh, All different genres of of music come together and, and everyone plays for free. And there's a lot of wonderful collaborations, and we raise money to build houses for families that can't afford them. Fantastic. Um, and
2: what was the uh, motivation to get involved with that, one?
1: <laughs> well, it kind of started organically uh, 26 years ago in a, a little club, and it was all local musicians getting together. And we would take whatever small amount, e- amount of money we raised and donate it to a, a charity, And it just kept growing and getting bigger and bigger year after year. And then somewhere, I guess, uh, 15 or 20 years ago, we stumbled onto Habitat for Humanity and and started staying with them. Uh, And as it became a national event, we were able to raise more and more and more money.
2: Yeah, fantastic. Uh, With the Ashes and Dust, are you going to tour with this album? What are the plans? Uh, I think it's coming out 24th of July. Um, Are you going to be... Well,
1: we're going to start a tour that day, uh, which I'm hoping to include Australia, uh, hopefully at the beginning of next year. I'm going to be touring behind this record probably till the middle part of of next year at least, and we're trying to make it
2: to Australia for festival season. Fantastic. And you'll be bringing uh, Railroad Earth with you?
1: Well, they're doing part of the tour. Uh, I don't know if they'll be coming to Australia or not, but it'll be... Uh, a wonderful incarnation of musicians one way or another.
2: Yeah, fantastic. Last time I think I saw you at Byron Blues Fest uh, the crowd were yelling after Governor Mule.
1: Yeah. Uh, which uh, you know I look forward to any any time we can come can, can over there.
2: Yeah, fantastic. And uh, with your other with your other bands, the Governor Mule, um I assume you're doing nothing more with the Ormond brothers now. I think they've had their last concert the last time I read um, yes. With Government Mule, will you be still uh, working with them?
1: Yeah, we actually start a tour day after tomorrow that will take me right up until Ashes and Dust comes out, and then there's another Government Mule tour later in the year as well. So I'm, I'm kind, of, kind of bouncing back and forth.
2: Fantastic. Well, um, some so great material there, Warren, and um, we, we certainly look forward in Australia to hearing this, uh, doing this live around the circuit. It would be fantastic.
0: And really appreciate you giving us some time to talk about
1: today.
0: My pleasure. Thank you. Just Yeah, on the Solid Dog, Blues and Roots, I've been talking with Warren Haynes about his latest uh, solo outing, Ashes and Dust, recorded with the band Railroad, Railroad Earth. This Yeah, recorded mid uh,
1: 2015.
0: To pay. Won't you come along?
1: I'll be right now the glory road someday. Hi, this is Warren Haynes, and you are listening to Salty Dog Blues and
2: Roots.